Hi, and welcome to my first five years podcast. I'm Jenny Johnson. And I'm Alistair Bryce Clegg, and we are early years experts and the founders of My First Five Years, an activities and child development app for parents. This podcast will help you get rid of some of the anxiety that comes along with raising a small human and help you have some more fun. Yes, we know there are days when you just feel utterly lost because no one gives parents an instruction manual. So we want to hold your hand through it and help to put the joy back into your parenting. Now, apparently, summertime is here. I think you'll find when you look out the window <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and look at the Manchester rain, that's not necessarily mm. true. Now, this is a time of year that hopefully will fill you with joy, but it can also fill some of us parents with a bit of dread. I can relate to that. Yeah, because you think about how you're going to entertain your little one or little ones or find childcare or baby groups that are open over the summer holidays. And there's also pressure from some parts of social media to, like, make the most of your summer because you know you've only got 18 summers with them. 18 <laughs> long summers. <laughs> so today we're going to try and unpack all of that and help you to ease a bit of the pressure. So what we're going to do is we're going to chat about ways that you can have days out with less stress or even just days at home. Don't have to go out at all. And obviously the stuff we'll talk about can apply to your children at any time of year, not just the summer holidays. I can just so relate to this. I know yours are all grown up now and two of mine are, but one is on school holidays at the moment and I'm already getting the, I'm bored, what are we doing today? Well, we've got the answers. (laughs) So I have to say something like this would have been really useful many, many years ago when you do sort of wake up with that feeling of, oh, what are we going to do today? So the easier the ideas as well, not that big sort of planned event, but just something that's easy to do. Yeah, and I think we can also, as parents, feel like you have to make memories all of the time and the summer feels like an opportunity to do that because you've got loads of time and actually you can make really precious memories by just being together you don't have to although you can pay loads of money and go on massive trips there are things that you can do that are really valuable for your time as a family and children's development that don't have to cost loads of money absolutely and often many of us are balancing work as well during this period so it does become even more challenging yes I mentioned earlier about the I'm bored statement, but actually you've got an interesting perspective on this. Tell me more. Well, when children are at school, especially, or if they've got clubs and things that they do before and after school, their lives become really timetabled and really regimented. And there's a big expectation from how their brains work Mm -hmm. about they're going to be given tasks to do that they need to complete. And the older they get, the more that happens. And actually, we know when we're thinking about the science of creativity and how your brain thinks in a creative way, it needs space to do so. Uh So it needs space to kind of absorb the information that's around it, think about it, reflect on it, make a plan and then do it. And all of that takes time. So there's a real argument for letting children be bored. I mean, not necessarily sitting them in like a windowless room for hours on end. (laughs) Go and be bored. Yeah, idea of saying, I need something to do all the time. And sometimes when you are bored is when you are most creative. Mm -hmm. So for lots of children, it can be about revisiting toys they've already got that they haven't looked at for ages or getting books back out to have a look at or just creating some imaginative play where you don't have to have little figures that are all dressed. It can be... Like one cube of Lego and a three cube of Lego that can be like a man and a cow and a car and a boat. So sometimes just taking in the boredom comment and allowing it to sit and saying to your child, well, that's okay. Well, what are you going to do about being bored? Mm -hmm. can be a really positive thing. 
So let's start with days out because I think it is that time of year where you're often going to be thinking about let's get to the countryside, let's go to the beach, whatever it might be. But they are often stressful and often don't turn out quite as you may have imagined them. I think, yeah, it's about having a realistic expectation about what a day out is because they take planning, they take forward planning. I mean, you like to live in that movie world where somebody says, let's just go to the beach and you just go. But when you've got a child and you need snacks and you need drinks and you need wipes and you need a change of clothes in case they have an accident or you need a change of trousers in case they stand in a puddle. Or you or need every season catering for because just because you set off exactly. and it's sunny doesn't mean this it's going to be sunny true. when you arrive. And you need buckets to for buckets and spades, you need buckets to weigh in, buckets to poo in. It's just... <laughs> When you think about the practicality of taking any under five out on any day trip, there are the prep is the key. And even when you've prepped, you still probably haven't mm-hmm. prepped. So being realistic about you need to do a little bit of prep. And then, yes, you can have a vision of how you think your day is going to go, but it's unlikely to go according to plan. Days out are often long days for children, so they can start early. They're not used to that kind of different environment. They're not used to the different routine, all the sights they're going to see. And that takes a toll on their kind of emotional regulation. So they get tired, they get tetchy, they might have to miss out on a nap. So you can find that the end of your day is a little bit more stressed than the beginning of your day. Mm -hmm. And you can't always build in a nap time if you're going to the farm or you're going for a long walk in the countryside. So again, having a realistic view as a parent that keep the days short if you can or build in some gaps for your children to be able just to reset and regulate Mm -hmm. and trying to build in some downtime within those days just to allow for them just to settle a little bit before you kind of get up and start again. But if that's not practical, then your child may well respond in a slightly more negative way because they are tired or they are grumpy. So understanding that as a perfectly normal developmental phase for children means that you're not gutted when it happens to you in the midst of your magical Disney day that you think you're going to be having. I have literally got a magical Disney day (laughs) memory which turned into a total nightmare where our middle child cried from the minute she woke up to the minute we gave up on the day at Disney in Paris and it was just one of those where it's like yeah this didn't go to plan. And it can be a Disney Paris day, but it can also just be the day you decide you're going to go for a picnic and meet friends on the local field, all of which are brilliant things to do. But if your child's not feeling it, if they're tired, you know, whatever it may be, then it's just about accepting that we're all human beings. And just because we planned this day to be magical and special Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that it will go that way. And if it doesn't, so what? And if it does all go to plan, then a miracle really did happen that day. Yes. We kind of touched on some of the sort of bigger day trips out there. I know if you live near a beach or you live in the countryside, then that's not the case. But if you don't and you're making a special trip, yeah, it's quite a journey. it is quite a journey. And often it's the journey itself that can yeah. take the toll before your day even begins. But we've got some ideas about trips that are typically local and, and often free. And because they're nearer, are more likely to be successful. So what are some of your thoughts on those? Well, I think it's even things like trips to the local park where you might go all the time, but you just do them differently. You might not always take a picnic and even if you do you might not always take a picnic rug and you might not take games to play Mm -hmm. so it's about going somewhere familiar which for some children is really reassuring because they know the space they're in then it's what you do within something a little bit different with it that's special and memorable my boys little there's a the field next to us where the rugby field is a little brook that runs through it 
But sometimes we would go and play poo sticks off the bridge in the mm-hmm. brook, and it was a space they went to all of the time and played in all the time. But they remember that as being really special, and that was literally throwing bits of twig on one side of the bridge and seeing if following it. Yeah, who's come out the other end first? So even things like trips to the library, often during the holidays, libraries, if you've got one near you, will put on book reading or poetry for children or music sessions. But even if they don't, mm-hmm. there's nothing to stop you going, collecting a huge pile of books, sitting on a cushion and reading some of those things out. I mean, we happen to live very near Manchester Airport. So often we would go walking through Stylewoods, but then we'd stand for hours watching planes take off and land. And yeah. again, cost us nothing. It was really local. Yeah. Uh, really cheap and museums uh, I think are they all free to entry yeah, now they are, yeah I mean you make a donation when you go in but yeah the museums have mm-hmm. got a plethora of things that you can go and do and of course when you visit museums I mean again one thing we used to do with our boys in the little was make binoculars out of two toilet roll tubes and a bit of string and they had no lenses in or anything they're just two toilet roll tubes but we do like an explorers thing where you could go to the museum and look through your binoculars and see what you can see uh-huh. so sometimes just adding in little cheap twists that make it feel a little bit more special. Get dressed up in your fancy dress costume to go to the museum or to go to the library, whatever it may be. Take your binoculars with you. Take a picnic. Little things like that that don't have to cost a lot of money. And yeah. they are the things that when you talk to my boys now, those are the things I remember, not necessarily the time we paid a shed load of money to go somewhere and have these kind of big day trips out. Yeah. We touched on the fact that where we live, you can have every season in one day. (laughs) However, it's fair to say, judging by the news at the moment, that the typical issue that's going on in Europe and other parts of the world is that there is a heat wave. So what are our thoughts on keeping children cool and safe? It's really important to keep children cool because if children or adults suffer from heat stroke, it's just about the fact that your body temperature rises and rises and rises to a point then when you can become really significantly ill. So it's about keeping that body temperature low. And in some cases where it's really hot, even in the shade, yeah. the, the temperature is still really high. So things you can do to try and keep children cool is obviously be careful about what they're wearing, not too many layers, but making sure there's plenty of sun protection on. Hats with wide brims that also provide a bit of shade but also taking with you things that will keep them cool. So wipes that you can wipe them down. And again, the cool wipe on their skin helps Mm -hmm. to keep them cool. Plenty to drink and trying to give them drinks that are more water-based and kind of fruit-based than diuretic-based. So some of the more fizzy drinks that you can get that might have caffeine in them are not so great for their system. Mm -hmm. And trying to find places where you can be cool. So places like we mentioned before, libraries, museums, that tend to be air conditioned that yep. are inside that will just help to lower that body temperature. Yeah. I saw the other day and I thought it was quite a good idea, unless you tell me it's not the genius I think, but the spray bottles that you water your plants with. Yeah. And they were just giving them, all of them in spritz. the family was just yeah. Yeah, giving each other a spritz. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I was very jealous. I wanted yeah. to be spritzed too. Yeah. And, uh, or if you've got a pool or a paddling pool, obviously not something you can necessarily a take pool. with you at a pool. You mean a paddling pool? A pool, yeah, not a massive <laughs> pool. Um, or even a washing up bowl to stick your feet in. And of course, with children, if, if as long as your pavement stones are not too hot, you can do things like dipping your feet into a bowl of water and then mm-hmm. creating wet footprints yep. on the outside. Anything that's just going to help to cool them down and keep that body temperature low. 
I think it's worth chatting about and also sharing some of our real life experiences about when things don't go to plan and how if we think about it just a little bit differently we might respond to it differently in the moment as well because I think often with these plans that we have we are setting ourselves up to fail typically. I think basic human nature as a parent you're thinking right it's the summer holidays and it's always the case the beginning of the summer holidays you're like right every day is going to be amazing I've got such a lot of amazing things planned and by the end you're like please let them go back to school. So I think one of the things you can do as a parent is think at the beginning of the summer holidays, especially if you've got children who are going to some kind of daycare or school, what is it I'd like to achieve during the summer for me as a parent? Because that's the bit we often miss. It Mm -hmm. becomes all about how can I make it magical for the kids? And then you stress about, well, I haven't got enough money to do that, or we're not going on holiday, or my friends are going for three weeks in Corfu and we can only afford a tent in Stranra. So... (laughs) That idea of comparanoia of, you know, if my children aren't going on a front Getting that experience, yeah, yeah. yeah. So also as parents thinking about, right, for me, during this however long a period it is, mm-hmm. what are the things that I can realistically do that will give me a bit of breathing space, that will yeah. give me a bit of time? Because also in your routine, if you are off with your children, it's going to be different during the summer than it probably is during the rest of your working week. Mm-hmm. But when you're planning these days out, I think we think as parents, we want the very best experience for our children. And then the days where it goes wrong, the feeling of disappointment in yourself and the fact that you haven't given this wonderful memory really affects your mood. So Mm -hmm. when you're in the car and it's tipping down with rain and you can't go on your walk and do whatever you're going to do, you know, and everything smells of tuna fish sandwiches and your kids are kicking off in the back seat. As a parent, you're feeling all of those feelings you would normally feel and being gutted at the fact that it just hasn't worked out the way you wanted Mm -hmm. and that often tips your emotional regulation into dysregulation yeah so rather than saying right this is all going to pot but is there a way we can do this differently can i think creatively can we play a game can we have a picnic in the boot can we play (laughs) you know you know what is it could we do can we play like racing raindrops on the car windows? Everybody choose a raindrop. Which one gets to the bottom first? Can I use distraction? You tend to go into sit down, be quiet, turn around, stop nipping your brother. No, you can't have another sandwich. And then everybody goes home crying. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is human nature. A lot of it is perfectly normal and typical behavior for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I think partly, which we talk about a lot in my first five years, that realistic parenting element of it is trying to think when things are starting to go wrong, and you can feel it as a parent, that little knot in your stomach. Is there something you can do where you can actively shift your mindset to yep. try and think differently? Mm-hmm. Because if you try and think differently, you're more likely to be able to then regulate the behaviour of your children and have a far more positive outcome. Yeah. And you know what? There are upsides to summer holidays as well. I know I used to love the fact that we didn't have to set the alarm quite as early, that there wasn't the where's my gum shield, where's my packed lunch, where's my socks, where's my school shoes. There was always drama every morning. It was a different sort of relaxed morning and it was only as the morning went on and it was the I'm bored, what we're going to do today, that the anxiety levels rose that little bit. But the mornings for me were always that bit nicer when we can have days where you say to your children right we're going to stay in our pajamas all day we're going to have duvets on the sofa i mean we used to do things where during the summer holidays particularly we'd have a sleep out downstairs and we would just say right tonight Mm -hmm. we're all going to sleep downstairs and then we wake up in the morning we're just going to put the television on and we're going to eat toast and even those things Mm -hmm. were i mean even daft things we used to say right we're going to have an upside down tea 
So we're going to start with our dessert and then we're going to have our main course <laughs> next. And again, it's nothing special, but yeah. it's like, oh, we don't normally do this. This is exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember once with my boys were a little bit older, giving them some money and taking them to a charity shop and just saying, right, you can buy whatever you want from the charity shop. Here's your three pounds or whatever it was. And they spent hours and they bought rubbish tat, but they played with it for ages and then of course you can donate it back to the charity shop again mm-hmm. when they start playing with it mm-hmm. so inexpensive creative little things but because it's different from their routine they really remember it probably worth just touching on the disruption to routine that often happens for very young children like the, yes. the babies and yeah. maybe they'd be going to a baby massage group or, or some sort of baby and toddler group that often um stop happening during the summer holidays so thoughts on how we can keep them as close as possible to to their sort of happy place again i think you've got to we we think often about the children and we need to think about the parents Mm -hmm. so a baby who misses a baby massage group is not going to be bothered in any way shape or form they're probably not bothered where they go or don't go but if you miss out on speaking to another human being and having a cup of coffee you might well be bothered yeah so again i wouldn't be too hung up on the fact that the baby's not gonna have the baby massage or whatever it may be but the fact that you don't get that social interaction is really important Mm -hmm. so if you are a regular at that group and you know it's going to close are you in a whatsapp group can you share numbers can you arrange to get together and just have coffee outside of that Mm -hmm. i think as children get older and we're looking at things like preschool groups where they get together wherever it may be scout or church hall then the children do miss that social interaction with their mates but Mm -hmm. again they don't have to have that there are things that you can do at home setting up really simple kind of games activities and again i'm not talking about having to buy loads of paint and paper Mm you know playing games like sofa cushion island where you pretend that there's sharks swimming around and you've got to stay on your sofa cushions and but you've got to leap between them and they get eaten by a shark. So simple stuff like that that gets them active and thinking. Mm-hmm. But also trying to set up play dates mm-hmm. so you can meet with other groups of adults who have children of a similar age just so they can play together. Mm-hmm. So the more proactive you can be as a group of parents outside of that group, I think what's important is that children don't need to go to activity-based groups or baby classes to progress in their journey to being your know, well-rounded child mm-hmm. those groups offer opportunities but they you can replicate those opportunities at home mm-hmm. so think about it in two ways one for you what do you need to help you to get through this parent journey which is tough and that might well be interactions with other parents so make that a priority mm-hmm. and two if you feel your child is missing out on that social interaction, then try and get some play dates or just turn up at the park on a sunny afternoon and you are likely that your child will go off and make friends and play as my boys did all the time with people they never met before. And you can have a nice chat and a takeaway coffee sat on the bench. One of the big things at my first five years that we like to encourage parents to think about is giving your children what we call open-ended play opportunities so that they can be that little bit more creative or just to help you with sort of jobs and routines around the house. And I know one of the favourite things that ever went on in ours was we used to collect boxes once we'd stopped using them. So your egg boxes and your cereal boxes and we just used to keep a bit of a pile ready. And honestly, empty that out onto the floor and leave them in 
age appropriate if they can use sellotape if not they can just stack them but they just come up with all sorts of ideas with some of the most basic day-to-day objects yeah, and have I a ball with it, it is and things you've got in your kitchen cupboard but also things like your daily routine so cleaning for example i remember making the terrible error of giving my boys once a duster and a can of polish Mm -hmm. and saying to help daddy with the cleaning and they must have emptied a whole can of of polish in about and everybody's choking on it and then (laughs) I had the brilliant idea we mentioned it a little bit earlier on of those squeezy bottles just with water in yeah but they loved the fact that they had a duster and so they went around spraying things with water wiping it off with it while I got on with the rest of the cleaning so Mm -hmm. giving them some responsibility they loved a hoover Mm mm-hmm just, I mean, they won't do very good hoovering, but just kind of pushing it around. Or taking them to things like the post office or to your local village or your supermarket yep. to help you with those tasks. I think the only thing that's worth mentioning there is if you're going to do a big shop, it's unlikely if you've got a tired child that they want to sit around an entire yeah. big yeah. shop. But giving them little things to do, like lots of supermarkets do the little push trolleys now that you can get for children yeah. or yeah. take your own plastic one. Or little lists of things for them to, to look, look out, out for. for. Yeah. Even if they can't read the list, you can tell them. Yeah. Right next, we're looking for red apples. Where might we find those? Yeah. So again, like we talked a bit before on day trips, going with a little bit of a plan, mm-hmm. having a little bit of prep and giving them little bits of responsibility in those daily tasks yep. really helps to engage them stop some of the boredom and yeah. it is quite open-ended and creative in terms of what they can come yeah. up with. I know my my simple task whenever I was cooking was a sacrificial carrot and <laughs> <laughs> hand yeah. them a carrot and hand them a peeler yeah. and it seems to keep them on. busy yeah. for absolutely ages so yeah, yeah great Excellent ideas. Idea. Let's finish Alistair with five hacks okay. around taking the stress out of days out or days at home during the holidays. Uh, number one, prioritise you as a parent during this holiday period as well as your child. Number two, a little bit of thought in the preparation for the day is going to go a long way and make a big difference. Number three, be realistic and don't be devastated if it doesn't follow the original plan. My number four kind of follows on from that, which is just be ready to pivot the plan of the day because it's unlikely to go as you expected. And number five, you do you during this holiday and don't be too influenced by social media. Thank you for listening and do get in touch if you've got any questions for us or if there's something you'd like us to talk about on our podcast. You can post questions on our Facebook community or on Instagram. You'll find us at My First Five Years with the five written out. If you want any more tips around ideas for days out or indeed days in, yes, you can download the My First Five Years app from the App Store. There are also tips in there about keeping your children cool when it's hot. And don't forget, you can get this podcast direct to your feed by pressing the follow button on your Apple Podcasts app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Next time we'll be talking about settling your child into childcare for the first time. Not always easy for them or for you. So we can help you on that journey and we look forward to seeing you then.